when you have personal accountability, it makes you stop and say, whoa, 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 not for you, not for that, not for any reason will I participate in, co-sign on, or contribute to any of these things that don't align with my personal values. And for me, that's what being accountable to myself means. This is Patrice from PatriceWashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are new to this community, then welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you here. You are going to learn very quickly that this is not your typical personal finance show. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if it's a personal finance show anymore. (laughs) I have been known as a personal finance expert for almost a decade now, but the truth is that I have always believed that wealth was just more than money and material possessions. And the more I've traveled around the country speaking and written books on personal finance and have coached people and counseled folks with personal finance, here's the truth. I really believe that a lot of financial mismanagement comes from lack of fulfillment and it comes from us not addressing those voids that we have in other areas of our life. And so we try to fill it with stuff or with people who are no good for us or with any number of things that end up jeopardizing our finances. And so wealth to me is about well-being. That's the original definition. And so in this community, that's the stance that we embrace. We embrace the fact that wealth is more than money, it's also about well-being. It's first and foremost, actually, about well-being. And so that's based on six pillars, which you can find in the first several episodes. Make sure that you subscribe and stay tuned and check out past episodes. A lot of great stuff going on here. And today, I really wanted to get into this topic about accountability. And I'm calling this episode Abundance Requires Accountability because I think that we've talked a lot this year about getting results, not resolutions. That's how we kick the year off. We've talked about earning more money in different ways. And we've talked about even topics like not being selective with what you're willing to surrender. Just kind of understanding how to embrace life as it comes and uh, not letting the things that would normally take you out, take you out. (laughs) And so I believe that all of those things are steps that you can take towards abundance. But let's be real. If you're honest, it's still difficult to acknowledge that while you may know what steps you need to take or you may know why they're important or you may even have a clear picture of what's possible on the other side of whatever it is you're going through right now. The truth is there's something that still holds you back sometimes. There is. There's something that still makes you kind of get 80% of the way there and then you start to fall off or drift off. I saw someone say the other day on Instagram that they were a professional (laughs) non-finisher. They had several professional pursuits that they started and just kept stopping and kept shifting from one thing to the next. And I know people who will say, well, that's all about fear. That's either a fear of failure, a fear of success. And like we talked about on the episode, Face Your Fears with Doreen Rainey just last month, you know, that could be it for many people. But I also think that one missing link for many of the people that I meet is simply that that you just have no accountability because so many of us have just been raised to have this keep people out of your business mentality. 
But I found personally in my own life that success just cannot be created in a vacuum. I don't believe anyone experiences true, lasting, sustainable success in a bubble by themselves. And if they do, I would really assume that eventually that becomes a miserable existence because we were created for companionship. We were created to fellowship with others. And so what I see a lot is this just mentality of, I got to make it happen on my own. I have to make it happen for myself. And as much as people are connected online, there are so many studies out there right now that are saying that people are the loneliest they've ever been. Isn't that crazy? Where you can pick up your phone and be connected to millions of people in some form or fashion through these social media platforms in particular, and actually feel very, very alone. This is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's, it's just a big thing. Feeling lonely, feeling like you have no one to support you, no one to encourage you, especially as life continues to hurdle things at you, sometimes that you're just not prepared for, you need people. And as you know, we have six pillars here at Redefining Wealth, and the second pillar is people. It's about creating relationships that matter. And I would really venture to say that who you are accountable to makes a huge impact on your potential for living a truly abundant life. And I mean abundant in every sense of the word, because abundance is about having a large quantity of something or being in excess. And so I believe that as we're doing the work here, right, week after week, every Thursday you show up, you're ready to do the work and have one of these pillars unpacked. And it's helping you grow, I know, not just in your finances, but in your life. I get so many emails and direct messages and even the reviews on Apple Podcasts and other platforms. They keep talking about how this is not just financially transforming your life. It's also just transforming your life, how you actually see life. And so I believe that if we keep doing this work week after week on these pillars and we're growing in mind and body and spirit and obviously in our finances, then that comes with new opportunities for growth. That comes with new challenges that we may have never seen before and don't even know anyone who's seen them before. It comes with new perspectives possibly that we'll need to embrace and really get help understanding how to embrace them because you don't know what you don't know until you're faced with it. And so for me personally, that's included really breaking free of the old adages or family mantras or even just the belief systems that would say that you don't tell anyone your business or you don't share what you're doing because someone else will steal your idea. I'm sure you've heard that. Or even give it to the Lord and he'll guide you, which I believe. But I also believe that for me personally, the Lord has spoken to me through people, known and unknown. I've been spoken to by complete strangers in an Uber, in a subway, <laughs> a restaurant, in a gift shop, in a hotel. I've had people speak into my life. And so I really think that sometimes our inability to be vulnerable to this idea of accountability, you know, accountability-based relationships is what keeps us from our best. It's what keeps us from truly being able to experience 
the abundance that I believe is available to all of us. And so today I just really wanted to break down kind of three levels of accountability for you to consider. Because sometimes I think when we hear the term accountability, a lot of times it's used in a, in a way to kind of blame people, like you're accountable for such and such, as opposed to really just having that support system that will not let you get in your own way. I'll say it that way. That support system that won't let you get in your own way. And so the first level of this, in my opinion, is to be accountable to others in some form or fashion. In my birthday episode, one of the folks that left a voicemail and they asked who was in my wisdom circle. That was her dean. Who was in my wisdom circle? In my circle, we call it our circle of trust or in the business setting, it might be a mastermind group or some entity that's outside of your house, preferably, who will hold you to your greatness and make sure that you are taking the steps necessary and consistently to get what it is you say you want. And I say outside of the house because personally, as much as my husband (laughs) is my number one cheerleader and supporter and encourager, he truly is. He's also still the person who enables me from time to time. If I'm going to keep it real, he's also the person who loves me so much that he lets me off the hook. And while there are many times that I give myself a hard deadline, my husband allows me to fudge the deadline if I pout just enough or if I say that I'm tired (laughs) just too many times, then, you know, he kind of makes it the, well, you've been working hard so you can move the deadline or just, and I'm all for, you know, showing yourself grace. I've really learned to show myself grace over the years, but I also know that there's times when I need to get things done and I need that firm voice, (laughs) I need that firm voice. And that's not always my husband. And I don't think that it always should be your spouse or your significant other or a family member who's really close to you. Because, you know, sometimes they will enable you and allow you to, again, kind of get off the hook. And that just doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. One of my accountability partners is Brandy Harvey. And she had an episode. She was actually the first episode of this year where we talked about like fitness and your roots creating your fruits. And she's my good girlfriend as well. But Brandy and I check in every month on our goals. And we cover our goals for every area of life. So all the pillars that you guys are um, learning along with me our goals are broken down basically by the pillars and we list two to three things under each pillar that we want to accomplish. And we just hold each other accountable and we give each other feedback and we give each other a push or a nudge when we need it. And we also show each other grace. I think there's a great mix of that. There's a great balance to that. But I also have a group of business girlfriends. We're called the Legendary Collective And we meet nationally twice a year and internationally once a year. And we discuss our business goals and the systems, the processes. We discuss what challenges we're having and the other women in the group will chime in and 
share what they've heard, what they've done, what their perspectives are. And that's always really good. And then I have, I told you earlier in this year about brunch with bridesmaids where I hit my 10 year anniversary last year and looked up and realized that my girlfriends and I all doing our thing. Everyone is super successful and that's great, but we don't always get to put eyeballs on each other. And I'm very fortunate to still have good girlfriends who've been my friends since high school and college and shortly after college. But we've been brunching <laughs> lately and making sure that we could just really talk about like what's going on in pop culture, what's happening in the news and making sure that we're all okay family-wise and spirit-wise and all that stuff. And so having different levels of accountability to others, I think is like the secret sauce for really maximizing abundance because you guys hear me say this all the time with the faith pillar that there's so much going on in life, so much being thrown at us, so many different hats that we are juggling at any given point in time. And if we're not careful, it can just weigh us down. It could weigh us down and wear us out. And it's always good to have that sounding board, to have that circle of people, that one confidant who you can talk to and you can maybe cry on their shoulder, but they can also build you back up and throw you back in the ring. And I think when people don't have accountability for others and you miss that, it's really easy to slip under the radar. Because so many people don't even share their goals with anyone else because of that upbringing that says, don't tell people your business and all this. So you don't share with anyone else. And then it's okay to keep moving the deadline. You haven't told anyone else that this is the year I'm going to be out of debt. So when December 31st, 2018 hits, and you have to make that same New Year's resolution again on January 1st, 2019, you haven't been accountable to anyone else. There's no one checking in on you. There's no one saying, hey, how's it going? I mean, for me with many things, uh, my books included, I got it done because I had told other people that I was going to get it done. And I didn't want to embarrass myself seeing them over and over again and them like, well, what happened to the book? What happened to the book? I thought you were writing a book. Like, I don't like stuff like that. And so sometimes I'll even put things out on social media because I know that once it's public, it's as good as done. Like once I say I'm going to do something, then I have to figure out how to make it happen. And a lot of times we hide from telling others because we don't want to be forced to make it happen. We all this, I'm going to make it happen in my time. Here's the deal. For many of us, making it happen in our time, it means taking a year or two years or three years to get something completed that should have been done in 90 days. That's the difference between having accountability and having no accountability. The things that I've been able to create and in a short amount of time is because I've been accountable to others. And even when it's not my friend group or my peer group or something, even with my coaches or mentors, as you know, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough is one of my mentors. His episode on this podcast was absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I just texted him and told him it's the most played episode of any episode. So it is absolutely incredible. And my first book I spoke about with Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. When I was in Atlanta, we went to lunch 
And I told him about my idea and that I had this blog and I was thinking about taking some of the blog posts and doing the book. And he's like, well, get it done. And just knowing that I would see him again some months later, I was like, he said, get it done. I'm going to get it done. I want to be the person that people honor and respect my word because when I say something, I get it done, right? When I say it's going to be done, it happens. And if it can't happen that way, because you know I've learned to surrender, I'm flexible enough to allow things to kind of take their course, but I have an answer for the direction on how things have shifted. Not getting it done doesn't mean I sat on my butt and didn't do anything. It just means that the vision for it has shifted. And so are you accountable to others? Are you making accountability a priority in your life, in your business? Because again, I believe that accountability is the secret sauce for abundance. Just having someone to hold you to doing the things that you said you were going to do is important. And someone who can pump you up, but also help you pump your brakes <laughs> if you're off on a tangent or if you're you know, busy being busy as opposed to being productive on the things that you said were important to you. So for me, that's one level of accountability. Now, even being accountable to others, though, I still believe the second level to this is being accountable to yourself. It is being accountable to yourself. And I really didn't want to confuse anyone or make this difficult to understand. But here's the deal. I really believe first and foremost, you have to understand what your personal values are. Like you have to completely, completely commit to whatever set of guiding principles are going to dictate your life. One of the things that I think about are like, what are the non-negotiables for myself, meaning no matter what, no matter what, not for fame, not for fortune, not for likability, not for the shortcut to get to X, Y, or Z, not for anything, will I do certain things? It just is what it is. And we live in a society that indulges in the bad behavior of others. When people are being good, and they're taking care of business and they're doing things the right way. Eh, it's boring. Nobody's checking for it, you know. But the minute they just start wiling out, right? Now all of a sudden they're the talk of the town. And we have to understand that for some people, they don't care what the subject matter is. They just want to be the talk of the town. And so we feed these beasts. We feed them. We don't pay attention and we don't check in. And we're not all concerned until they start to really act out. And there's so many examples of this in media right now. It's like when someone goes low, there's thousands of people on social media that are willing to go lower and lower. And the person who went low wanted attention, but then the people who are in the comments going lower and lower, they just want to get a reaction, right, out of the other commenters. I mean, they're trying to get a reaction from people they don't know and will likely never meet. But when you have personal accountability, it makes you stop and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not for you, not for that, not for any reason will I participate in, co-sign on, or contribute to any of these things that don't align with my personal values. And for me, that's what being accountable to myself means. 
I don't know if you remember, I said just a few weeks ago that if my character changes because of who I'm in conflict with, then wasn't my true character to begin with. Because how I'm feeling today should not change my character. Who I'm not feeling should not change my character. What I don't agree with should not completely change my character. There's still a certain way to deal with things and there's still a certain way to behave and there's still a certain way to show up because it's in your character. And to me, personal accountability makes you stop. I don't care what your knee jerk reaction is. Personal accountability says, whoa, 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 that doesn't really align with who you are. Now, some might say, well, then you're not a free thinker. I believe you have the right to choose how you're going to show up. And if you're going to stay in alignment and not let things, not let your flesh put you all the way on the other side of the spectrum of who you want to be and how you're developing Because there's a lot of times that I've even said, and you guys know, I've talked to you candidly about being harassed online and stuff. And I'm like, oh, these people want Patrice Cunningham. (laughs) That's my maiden name. (laughs) Oh, you want to see Patrice Cunningham. But Patrice Washington took a stand many years ago, especially because I'm also accountable to my family, to my husband and my daughter. I don't just represent myself. I represent them too. And so I took a stand. 10, 11 years ago, that there are just certain things that I won't do and that I won't participate in. There are certain people that I will not be around, that I will not be affiliated with. There are certain places that I will not go. It just is what it is. And so it's kind of a a hybrid of being accountable to others, like my family, but it's also about being accountable to myself and not letting anything else, any other person, situation, circumstance, dictate or dissuade me from being who I say I am. And so we see so many people who are just falling apart because not only do they have no accountability to others, they don't even have a set of guiding principles or golden rules that they're accountable to for themselves. And I feel like if you can't depend on you, who the heck can you depend on? Because there's nothing worse than breaking a promise to yourself. I don't care who you are. And I don't care what it is. There is nothing worse than breaking a promise to yourself because I believe it puts you in that negative spiral and cycle of doubting yourself and beating yourself up for what you didn't do or what you didn't accomplish or what you should have done, could have done. And while your brain is cluttered with all of that, you just can't get the clarity you need to do what actually matters. If your brain is in this constant cycle of picking out all the things that are wrong with you and creating all this additional fear and self-doubt and self-ridicule and self-rejection and all this stuff, you don't have the clarity to do what actually matters. And oftentimes that's the clarity that's going to open up the path to your cash. That's the lane that you need to get to your money. That clarity is what you need to build your prosperity. And so it's a cycle. So when you have no personal accountability, And when there's no accountability to others and you're not getting things done on time, the way you said you wanted it, this is not about being a perfectionist, but if you set out to accomplish a goal or achieve a task and you keep getting 80% of the way and then doing nothing or 50% of the way and then stopping to go do something else, 
when you look back on that, and especially when you see other people doing what it is you said you were going to do, it makes you feel like a failure. And that's tough. But it's a vicious cycle because that's also why you don't say it out loud anymore. It's also why you don't set a deadline. And your mind is always going to fight to prove itself right. So all the chatter that's going on in your mind and all that clutter that's going on in your mind, it's a part of keeping that cycle going. And so the more that you lack accountability to yourself, to your personal values, to your guiding principles, to your own personal set of golden rules, and the more you lack accountability to others, the harder it is to truly walk with grace and ease into the abundance that you desire. It's so connected. I mean, that's why I love having these conversations on redefining wealth because, again, we always think it's about just the money, the tangible piece, the bank account balance, the size of the house or the cost of the vacation. or And it's not. Like, it's so much deeper than that. And there's all these little intricate details that when woven together, create the results that you have. But no, just know that without accountability, this journey is even more difficult. Because accountability is not only keeping you on task, but it's also there to hold you up when things just don't turn out the way that you want. And I've said here before that I am committed to the vision, but I'm not attached to how I get there. I believe that there is a great call on my life. And I also believe, I mean, if you would have asked me a year ago about this podcast, this wasn't a real thought a year ago. It might have been a fleeting thought, but it wasn't supposed to be real. (laughs) And definitely not by September of last year. It just wasn't supposed to be. And so I'm flexible. I'm flexible. But what I was accountable to with myself and even with my peer groups, with my accountability partner was the vision. And then one by one, we start to fill in the details. And there's one more level. There's one more level. And I believe beyond being accountable to others, And beyond being accountable to ourselves, you have to ask yourself if you are operating with a spirit of accountability to your creator. Are you operating with a spirit of accountability to your creator? And essentially for me, that means simply, what does your faith tell you to do? When you face trials, when you face rejection, when you face fear or self-doubt, when you face anything that's contrary to you achieving what it is you set out to do, what does your faith tell you? And I ask that, and I, I ask myself often, but I also say that because I meet so many people on this journey through life who are stuck. And they're stuck because of experiencing a past financial failure like I did, losing everything in the recession, or 
a tragedy like I experienced with my son passing five hours after he was born or they experience some type of loss in their love life, like maybe a significant other walking out, maybe some level of betrayal, you know, really hard stuff, life stuff. And I've been through stuff in every category. So I get it. And sometimes people will say, well, how are you so resilient? And how do you, and you know what? I really believe it's because the accountability that I feel is not just to myself and it's not just to my friends. I feel accountable to a higher power. And by that, I mean that I believe that I was called, just like all of us are, to a greater purpose. And there is something that I am supposed to do to truly be a value to this world, like to truly make a contribution that matters beyond my bank account and beyond to just me personally, to the masses. And I truly believe that that's the same for all of us. And I think the masses can be the people in your local town or it could be a global thing, whatever that looks like for you. But the truth of the matter is when we're not accountable to our creator, to something that's bigger than us, we get stuck in our own story. And so we go around and around in circles and we whine and complain and we whine and complain and we make it all about us. And the reason that I believe I've been resilient, I always say one, my faith, hands down, right? But I think I've been resilient because I've adapted this feeling that it's not about me. Nothing that happens to me is really about me. I believe that anytime I come out on the other side of any challenge, anything that I was blessed to come out of it so I could be a blessing to others. And so as I continue to meet people on the road, as you know, I've been on this tour with Paul Mitchell schools and I continue to just meet all these great people all over the country. And there's more things coming up that I can't wait to tell you about, but As I continue to have these opportunities, especially on the road where I can meet people and hug you guys and hear these personal stories, I'm really fascinated by how we make everything all about us. And sometimes it's not until hearing me share my personal story, my testimony that people go, oh, wow, it's not just me. I've done that. That was my experience. That was some hurt that I've been through. I've been through a betrayal like that. I've had loss like that, that they go, oh, wow, it's not just me. Right. And it's also maybe not happening to you as much as it's happening for you, which is, you know, that's what we believe in the faith pillar here. And so when I say accountable to your creator, I've been meeting people all over. Right. And they're not necessarily Christians. And for me, it's not necessarily what faith you practice. But if you subscribe to a faith, are you actually practicing it? Like, are you actually adhering to the principles set (laughs) within whatever your spiritual text is? Like, are you actually doing it? Are you actually doing the work? Are you actually living out the principles? When you experience a challenge, are you actually going to whatever your sacred text is and looking at what it says about forgiveness or humility or love or relationships or any of these things? Like, are you actually accountable to what it is you say you believe? 
Because if not, that's also a problem. That's also going to keep you from the abundance you say you want. There's something that is misaligned. There's something that is just not adding up. There truly is. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend recently who's Muslim. And I said to her, after she told me this whole story, and we've heard, we've talked about this story before, and we've kind of gone back and forth. And I said, what do you guys believe about forgiveness? Now, as a Christian, here's what I believe. As someone who has gone through different grief counseling, and I've had tons of therapy, (laughs) as I share often, and I've adopted this definition for forgiveness, which is giving up the possibility of a better past and not living my life in a, I wish so-and-so wouldn't have done this. I wish I would have said that. I wish this could have happened. The fact of the matter is it's gone. The past is done. And all we have is the future. All we have is today, really. And we have hope for the future. But we're not in control. I mean, really, of any of it. And so... I had to start looking up scriptures on forgiveness. I had to start looking up scriptures on who I am, that I was created on purpose, with purpose, that I was created in his image when I was dealing with feeling ugly and insecure about my looks and about, you know, just who I am in general. Like I had to start finding answers for that. And now I feel a sense of accountability to my faith, to my creator, to the sacred text that I say I prescribe to. And so that probably threw you for a loop. (laughs) Not what you may have wanted to hear or thought you were going to hear, but I think it's something that we need to consider. And you know, that's what this show is about for me. It's about really broadening the way we look at wealth, but the way we look at life, because at the end of the day, our life is what impacts our ability to produce wealth, how we live our life, how we practice our faith, who we allow in our environment, how we take care of the vessel, the one and only vessel we were given to execute the vision that we have, how we feed our spirit, our mind, body, and soul, or don't feed it. All of this matters. And so I want you to consider these three levels. Do you have accountability in place to others? Not not someone who's going to enable you. And as much as they love you, I can hold my husband accountable to what he's supposed to do way better than he can hold me accountable. He'll probably be the first to tell you that. And so while he, again, is my greatest cheerleader, I knew that I needed a sister circle. I knew that I needed a wisdom circle, mastermind groups. I know that I must invest regularly in coaching, that I must have mentors around. And you hear me talk about all of that all the time because I believe it's such a huge part of my success. And I know that being accountable to myself and the golden rules that I've written for myself about what I will and will not do For any reason, for anyone, what I will participate in and what I won't participate in, what I will co-sign on and what I won't co-sign on, what I will contribute to and what I won't contribute to, it's all very clear to me. My granny used to say when I was little, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. So I don't care who you are and for what reason, I will not compromise 
my integrity to be liked, to get your likes, I won't do it. I've turned down lots of opportunities that came with more money. I've said no to working with lots of people in different ways because it did not align with who I am. Lots of opportunities. If I was in this to be on TV regularly on some some show, you would have seen me doing a weekly show somewhere in 2015 and 2016. But it didn't align with who I am. And I'm accountable to myself. I'm accountable to myself. I have to be able to lie on my deathbed and know that I did it my way, which for me was the right way. There's nothing, nothing that I want to lie on that bed and regret. Mm -mm. Because what I can't do is blame anyone else. And what I can't do is say, well, I mean, you know, I did it because the money was, I needed the money and I needed this and I needed that. Nah, because in the long run, I'm always going to be okay. It's never over until I win and I'm never going to settle. I'm never going to compromise my integrity. And I think when you live in that space, as you've heard me say with the people pillar, there's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you. When you don't compromise, when you do chase purpose and not money, there is someone who was watching you who can't wait to be in relationship with you and be a blessing to you and offer an opportunity that will far, far surpass what it is you were willing to settle for. And lastly, again, being accountable to your creator. Being accountable to the sacred text that you chose for your life. What's the point in choosing it if you're not going to follow it? Some people will say, well, that's just how I grew up. So that's what I subscribe. Well, you know, the best thing about childhood is that it's over. And so if you're an adult and you've made a choice to be accountable to some faith or religion or spiritual practice, then practice it. Then do it. It needs to be a part of your daily lifestyle. It needs to be part of your morning or evening ritual. It needs to be a part of how you live your life because then that dictates what you will do and what you will not do, how you will get things accomplished and how you will not take shortcuts to get them accomplished. And so honestly, I really hope that this is something for you to chew on today and something for you to really consider as you continue to pursue abundance and wealth and prosperity and you go after everything that you deserve and you desire. Just make sure that it aligns with what you've said to others, with what you've promised yourself and the faith that you subscribe to. Just make sure that in order to get the abundance you desire, that it's all in alignment with what you've chosen to be accountable to or who you've chosen to be accountable to. I hope that helps. <laughs> I hope that helps. I don't know if you guys realize this. I always just speak from my heart. I have an idea of the topic, but I always just allow it to flow from my heart. And I hope that from my heart to yours, that speaks to you. And that gets you closer to what it is you say you want, because this is more than money. 
this is more than money. I truly want to see you live a great life and live a purposeful life and live a fulfilled life. And so make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and rate and review this episode. Thank you so much. We are crossing over, I think, 150,000 downloads already and about 300 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. And we couldn't do it without you. Make sure you share this episode uh, with a friend, maybe with your future accountability partner. And another shout out to Brandy Harvey, who's my accountability partner, but also my good sister girlfriend, who is always the one who texts me and tells me how she enjoyed the episode. So shout out to you, Brandy. Thank you for being my accountability partner on and off for like, I don't know, maybe six years now. And so if you don't have one, get one. If you need to join a mastermind, do it. If you need to create your wisdom circle, make it happen. This is not something that you have to find time to do. It's something you have to make the time to do because it is truly going to be a blessing to your life and to your bank account. (laughs) I really do believe that. Make sure you hit me up in social media. I'm at Seek Wisdom PCW. Seek Wisdom PCW. And if you want to leave me a note about this episode, you can check it out at patricewashington.com or redefiningwealthpodcast.com. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Bye.